0: Welcome to Two for Brew, episode 12. This is a podcast with uh, two guys who travel around the Southland uh, finding breweries and doing the really hard, hard work of finding the best beers so you don't have to. You can tune in every Thursday to listen to us. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app or on Spotify, and please give us that five-star rating for all that hard work. Just as a reminder, this is a podcast that discusses adult beverages in detail and is intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. So, I'm Todd Brinker. Welcome welcome to the show.
1: And I'm Tobin Brinker, and we're not just two guys. We're brothers. Two guys. Yeah, that's us two uh, for brew. This week... This week, we visited Skyland Aleworks. It's located at uh, uh, 1869 Pomona Road, uh, uh, spaces E and F in Corona. And it's across the parking lot from where we were for last week's episode for Storytellers. Yeah. And so we uh, uh, basically got a twofer, right? You got the two right yeah, there. Yeah, short so. walk and and voila, we're there. Right. So, uh, um, yeah. And these are the ones that are closest to where you live out in Corona, Todd. Yeah. And so we've been here We've been here a few times for both of these. And uh, good and interesting beers, two very different places. Uh-huh. Um, Complimentary, uh, I would say, actually. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. You know? In uh, fact, having the two of them there are, kind of makes almost like a beer garden area, you know? It does. It'd almost be cool if there was like a third one there even, so you could have like this literally a beer garden in the parking lot at night. Right.
1: Um, and they take that, both of those two places take that whole parking lot over in the evening.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's if... Uh, you might have to drive around to find a parking spot because the the parking lot is is filled up and people going both ways and sometimes going back and forth between them um and on some nights they both have uh have different food available neither of them have a kitchen so uh it's usually a food truck or some sort of uh pop-up restaurant at each place and uh and you know it's it's uh, it's all good stuff i mean we were at um at Storytellers, storytellers, st- storytellers. Early in the evening, we ended up ordering food because while we were tasting our beers, we were smelling delicious barbecue from uh, uh, Bee's Barbecue, and uh, and so that's what we ended up getting. But when we got over to Skyland, it was interesting because there was people there getting food from the truck that was there, uh, and it's Mariscos a a mi manera, which is seafood my way, uh, food truck. And getting rave reviews. I mean, everybody around us was just like, "Oh, have you had the food? It's really good." And right. had we not just loaded up on the barbecue because, and in fact, more than we could eat, we each took some home. But the barbecue, you know, when you, you know how barbecue places are—you sit there and you're smelling the smoke, <laughs> and and your mouth is starting to water, and you're starting to look like like a drippy dog almost. You know, it's like, "Oh man, I got to get me some of that." So so we gave in to our baser instincts and had some barbecue that was delicious. Um, but uh, you know, there was literally uh, people talking about how great the food was. So yeah. um, you know, and, and, check and out every time, Check out the truck.
1: Every time we've been to either of these places, they both have always had really good food options. So yeah. you really can't go wrong.
0: Yeah, whoever does their booking for food has picked good places. Um, and uh, you know like the the barbecue place actually moves to different breweries uh, on on weekends around the county, and so um, you know you could literally just follow them and try different beers at different right. places and and get good barbecue on the weekend if you wanted. Um, so you know, so we ordered, food, <laughs> we ordered the
1: food, Todd. We ordered we ordered the food, but it was a little bit chilly because we've we've entered the autumn. Yeah, and we forgot year. jackets. So uh... and, and so <laughs> you actually hopped in the car and ran back to your house to get us some some uh, jackets and sweaters yeah. and whatever. And yeah. I went over to Skyland to get things started. And uh, normally we would just buy a, a flight of everything right. and just have a little taste of each one. To sort yeah, of, you know, yeah. We very you often, do. sometimes to the surprise of the of the places
0: you know give them back the 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 flight and each glass is still half full because we've tasted them but again we're here tasting and usually then we as, as those of you who have listened we pick something we like and have a pint of that yeah but but you know if if you drain and you know a flight of eight or ten or twelve beers at some of these places and then have a pint you're probably not shouldn't be driving gonna- home. You should be, be calling
1: Uber, or calling your wife, or somebody to come get you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So we try to be smart about this, and we're tasting yeah. stuff. They don't do flights at Skyland. Flights. We were both no, a little, I... little puzzled, a <laughs> little shocked. Um, yeah. And so it, that, uh, they it made
1: for an interesting start because we yeah. ended up doing. We both chose a pint of something we knew we would like. Yeah. Right. Kind of. We've been there before. House. Yeah. And yeah. so
0: we got something we knew we'd like to have with our meal. Yes. And so we ate our meal, ate our barbecue with uh,
1: the beers that we knew we like. And what did you pick? I picked a German Hef, um, mm-hmm. 5.4 ABV, 20 IBU. And this is like my comfort beer, right? The, right. I always talk about Hef as like you're drinking a, a loaf of bread. Uh, right. This was a really good representation of that that style of beer. Clear golden color, not hazy at all. Just a, a really nice you know beer it's, it smells like what i think beer should smell like it just is right. perfect um and so i gave it a 3.5 i might have even gone up to a 4 on it i mean it, it was it was a really solid half mm-hmm. yeah
0: and i tasted it and i gave it a 3.5 as well um you know i i just said basic Uh, good half. There's nothing dissonant. I'm not as much of a half fan as you are, but there was nothing um, that like stood out as like, oh, wait a minute. That doesn't kind of fit with what I expected in that drink. It was just a really good representation of the style, Um, a fairly light beer with, uh, you know, with a hazy mix as half tends to have, Um, you know, and it was it was a good food with a a good beer with a meal. Now, I picked something. That I actually had to ask them, you know, what What is that? that?" Yeah, (laughs) it it was called the California Common, and it was a 5.5 ABV. It's their glory days. And um, she said, well, you know, if you had Anchor Steam, it's kind of like that. It's our rendition of that. So for those of you who don't know, a steam beer is an effervescent beer made with lager yeasts, but at warmer ale temperatures when they're fermenting. So they use a lager yeast sort of like an ale. And a lot of that was because back in the early days of brewing, especially on the West Coast, but a lot of places, obviously depends on the time, right? They didn't have good refrigeration, so you had to pack things on ice. And if you didn't have yep. ice, then it was just like, okay, we'll do it down in the basement, uh, you know, where it's cooler. And that's kind of how they did it. And so it wasn't done as a cooler beer. And, you know, San Francisco is Northern California, but it's not like a place where the ground is is cold and where there's snow in the in the winter very often. And so, um, an actual the California ca- uh, common beer, the modern California common beer, is actually a competition category for brewers now, and it includes steam beer such as Anchor Steam, um, and this was their take on that. So it was a you know a craft brewed lager that uh, you know is maybe not treated as a lager. I mean, we didn't get into the details of how they did it, um, but it's a little bit darker beer. It's a medium looks like, it looks like brown a Yeah.
1: Looks like a classic brown beer to me.
0: Right. Yeah. In fact, it it um, uh, you know, it's it's not what I would call a dark, dark lager, but it was a pretty dark beer, Um, but not a a beer like a lot of dark lagers. Not not like uh, it didn't come off as like a a stout or a porter where it was a really, really strong, uh, you know, uh, burnt taste of the roasting and then and that, you know, overdone maltiness because it's still a lager. And yeah. uh, and that's definitely in my wheelhouse, as we talked about last uh, you know, week, two weeks ago when we were getting the um, the uh, Oktoberfest uh, beer yes. uh, that was also a dark lager. And uh, so I gave this a four. I thought it was a very, very nice beer. Um, it, it worked great in the style and I thought it worked really well with a strong, flavorful meal like the barbecue. Now, had we gotten uh, some of the uh, the seafood off of the off of the truck? That probably wouldn't been the right beer for that. Yeah. So you
1: know? I I like this beer too, but for me, I, I thought that it had a better start than it did mm-hmm. the finish. Um, I liked the start of it. I felt it had kind of a malty, nutty flavor at the beginning, mm-hmm. but it had a little bit of a bitterness on the finish. And um, mm-hmm. and so I, I gave it a three um, because I didn't really care for the finish of it. Um, full and point apart. I know, right? But later in the evening, uh, I had a different dark beer that I really liked and actually went back right. for another pint of. So Right, you know. well, and
0: and we'll to cover all this, right, you know, yeah. um, so everybody's aware. Uh, very often when we're done tasting, we end up then getting a pint of something. Today was a little unusual because they didn't do flights and we had food. And so we said, well, let's get something to have with our meal, and then we'll do some tasting, and then we'll pick a pint that we like. And we did that. So, so, so it was a pint, pint met, on the front you... end, pint
1: on the back end. You went and sort of introduced yourself and made friends with uh, one of the owners. I and, did, and, Jim. And then, yeah. and then they kind of set us up with uh, some tasters, even though they yeah. don't do flights.
0: Yeah. And, well, and he um, pointed out, he said that, that we don't do flights anymore. And we asked, we said, you know, that's that's why everybody else does flights. That's kind of an unusual thing. What was your decision there? And he said, you know, when COVID hit, we just decided we weren't going to do them for a while. And after doing them for a while or not doing them for a while, we realized that that. It wasn't, you know, it didn't hit our bottom line. It wasn't that big of a deal. And they're more than willing to give everybody a taster. And they have these, like, it looks like a double shot type of glass, so it's too high. Yeah. You know, if you look a shot glass that's twice as tall. And then they yeah. fill it about halfway uh, with whatever it is you want to taste. And so uh, once we knew that, and he said, you know, just ask the, 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 the beer tenders. They will give you a... Uh, A taster of anything And so we essentially After we were done eating Bellied up to the beer And got a taster of everything
1: (laughs) We did (laughs) And and the the, the ladies Who work their bar Are fantastic They really are Friendly Knowledgeable you know, it really makes a difference in the experience when you have someone who's engaging and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they were busy too, but they always made sure they came over and gave us the attention we needed as well. I just right did a great job. Hats yeah. off to their, their beer tenders.
0: Yeah, they're giving us tasters that aren't really making them any money, but it does take time away from them, you know, working with somebody else. But but they, they managed to keep keep the beer flowing for everybody else and as well as give us the tasters um, uh, so that we could kind of work our way through their through their menu and see what we liked and didn't like. And so after the first two, the California common and the German half that we both had with our meal, we then kind of started going through their list, right? And yep. we started with the lighter beers and worked our way to the darker beers as we tend to do because they, there's more pronounced flavor in the darker beers and we don't want that to overpower some of the subtlety that we sometimes, we, we've made that mistake a couple times and we try not yeah. to do that. You know, you can't always be perfect, but we try to, to, to balance our, our tasting. And so, and it was funny because originally they were bringing us each a taster of each beer. We we just said, you know what, just bring one. That's fine. We can share a glass and we can taste and get what we need. And so they filled it a little bit more full. And that way then we just, you know, took one. So, um, but just as a heads up, if you go there and you want to try something, ask. They'll they'll give you a taster of it. And they're very friendly. Find out what you like. Yeah, yeah. Super friendly, really nice people. And in fact, the whole, uh, both places seem to be, Lots of just friendly people who kind of like the community of people that are there uh, tasting beer, you know. And in some places, they have a lot of kids running around. I think Storytellers, where we had been earlier in the evening, ha- seemed to have a few more kids. Although there was a good number of kids there, too, at Skyland. Um, and both are dog-friendly. Um, yeah, and I'm dog-friendly. So I was I, I said hello to a pair of gorgeous little blonde uh, long-haired wiener dogs and uh, and a big giant uh, Sheepdog, and uh, and a Great Dane came over and said hi to me, and uh, yeah, I, you know I I like animals so
1: yeah. There was so. there was a lot of dogs at uh, Skyland in particular. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and both of them, uh, although they have indoor seating, have a lot of uh, sort of outdoor area, and so you know they're just pet friendly. Well, and and Skyland,
1: people. let's talk about their outdoor area because they have a mm-hmm. really nice big outdoor area. With they a do area for dancing, and they have a stage, and on uh-huh. the weekends they almost always have live music. Yeah. And, the few times that that, that that I've been there, and they yeah. didn't have live music, they had a DJ. Yeah, and that really adds to what your what your experience is. I mean, you're not Very just there so. for the beer. Yeah, you're you're getting uh, a fun time, right? Um, entertainment, and yeah, yeah, it's they really do a good job.
0: Yeah, in fact, if you go there during the week, you know, you're not going to have they're not going to have live entertainment every evening, but uh, but on the weekends they do, and um, you know, and we've we've seen. Uh, a couple different places, a couple different acts there that were, um, you know, generally pretty good. Last night, they were um, uh, a, a band called uh, Shorebreak. 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 And they played classic rock. And they had quite the repertoire. I mean, they uh, did a couple sets, and they were going to do another one, I think, before, but we ended up leaving after two sets. and uh, And they were really good. The oldest person in that band is 17. Yeah, yeah. So there was parents there because you know, hey, it's a bar. And once they're off stage, they have to, you know, they're not going to hang around too long in a in a in a beer place. But uh, but the, out on the stage, they were quite good. Um, yeah, in fact, uh, you know, you can go to uh, uh, Shorebreak Band and and learn about the band and their and their story and kind of who's in the band. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, Alex Hartman, their guitarist. He he was. Quite talented, really impressive. Mad
1: skills, yeah,
0: really impressive. Just listening to him, uh, you know. And again, they're doing sort of classic rock, which allows for some some nice solos, um, you know, on on the guitar. And he he just was impressive as all get out. Uh, and and Davis Rogers, their bassist, also had a solo in there that was was um, you know also just pretty good. It was it was impressive. I was I, was, I enjoyed them. I really did. You know, I yeah. mean, you know, they weren't they they wasn't. Um, you know, perfectly done. And as we later were talking with a friend, they were, they were, you know, using some sort of, you know, their setup, their, their mix, their balance and stuff wasn't perfect because they don't really have an, a, a sound engineer. But, you know, these are high school kids. And I was just as impressed as could be with uh, the sound coming out of their little four piece. Um, yeah. You know, it was, uh, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And we, we kind of, after we were done tasting, uh, had our pint and sat down. By the way, they have, um, Indoor seating with chairs with backs, they have some high seating and low seating. Outdoor, they've got picnic tables, and then they've got an area off to one side of the outdoor area that is, where they generally have a food truck parked, and opposite of the, the, the seating area, they have a big, like you said, open area for dancing and the stage set up, and it's a it's a permanent stage set up in there so that they intend to have um, you know, uh, live music and DJs and stuff. And so pretty nice setup if you want that. I love live music. So, um, so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of the evening as well.
1: I did too. I did too. So uh, back to the beers, Todd, back Um, to the beer. When we, when we were doing our tasting, we started off with an agave wheat beer Mm -hmm. that was a 6.2 ABV and a 20 IBU. And I thought this was a really nice representation of, mm-hmm. you know, when you see agave, I'm thinking it's a Mexican beer. Um, mm-hmm. It's very clear, clean-looking beer. Probably one of the lightest beer we had. Yeah, um, really a nice uh, mouthfeel, kind of a, a a light hoppy scent. Um, I thought this would be a great beer for a summer day. You're out in the heat, right. and you Just want this beer very refreshing I, I agree 3.
0: 5. I agree and I also gave it a 3.5 although I did make a note here saying that it didn't taste like a wheat beer to me it looked like a a clean Mexican lager you know yeah uh, they called it an agave wheat it was a very clear beer wheats tend to be a little bit cloudier but they don't have to be Um yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of smell to it to me um but uh but it was a refreshing beer I, I agree with you it was like a hot day type of beer for me you know yep um uh you know, a little, little bit high on the ABV maybe for a you know hot day beer that you're gonna you know drink to cool off because cause, yeah. you know six point two is a little stronger than 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 average but I mean it's not you know you're not gonna chug a gallon of this stuff so um, no um but yeah you know I thought it was um you know it was a good beer just wasn't quite what I expected given the name but right. uh, but I was pleased I was pleased yeah, yeah. and I also so, gave it a three
1: and a half nice so the the next one up on our list was the honey blonde. And um, this is a blonde ale, 4.9 ABV, uh, 20 IBU. Um, For for me, Mm -hmm. this one had a really nice golden color. Um, Not much in terms of the smell, but really kind of maybe a slight honey flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought that the honeyness was sort of overpowered at the end with kind of a bitterness. Um, And sometimes, you know, that blonde ales will have Mm -hmm. that kind of bitter uh, end. And so um, Mm -hmm. I would have liked it if it had been just a little smoother or sweeter at the end. Um, and so I, I ended up right. marking it down a little bit on the the the, the finish, and I gave it a two point five.
0: I gave it three. Um, you know, nothing that you said would I disagree with. For me, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of smell. I you know, it was a decent blonde. Is the note that I had here? Um, it Kind of almost had like an American lager taste, a la Budweiser yeah. or something like that. Even though it was a yeah. blonde ale, um, you know, it was again a good, solid, drinkable beer, but not uh, anything that um, had. A specific character that I can point to and say oh yeah I want that you know that I want to go back to that Um, you know but again you know if it's the kind of beer you like it might work for you it it wasn't a bad beer it just wasn't an outstanding beer and yeah. I felt like they had some beers that that you know I liked a lot more I think stood out yes. much more in terms of their styles and what they could do I so, agree next up was Check Please um, which is a uh Pilsner and, um, you know, that's um, – oops, I'm trying to f- find it here. I don't – oh, there it is. There it is. Czech, yeah, so it was a 5.7 ABV, 30 IBU. So, again, not a particularly bitter one. Um, it's a Czech Pilsner. They said it uses the uh, hops, which is what uh, is the traditional Czech thing. Um, you know, it uh, – to me – oh, <laughs> this one had an odd smell. This is the one where I held up a beer to you and said yeah. – yeah. What does that smell like to you? And and I said, old socks. And you went, no. <laughs> and I smelled it again and went, yeah, it still kind of smells like old socks. You know, like um, like you've got sort of a stinky cheese sometimes. You get a certain yeah. smell to it. And that's kind of what it had to me. There was a, this, this, you know, it wasn't like such an off-putting smell that I went, oh, I don't want to drink that. I wasn't holding my nose. It just was, to me, an odd smell. Um, yeah. But it kind of had a citrus finish to it and a kind of a malty start on it. Uh, you know, I, I said it was a clear kind of light amber, yellow kind of in the between there. Uh, yeah. it was a darker yellow than, than some of the other beers, but it wasn't quite had not crossed the line into that, that, you know, golden, amber or brownish look. It was still, yeah. you know,
1: I, I called it a golden yellow myself. Yeah. I felt like it had slightly more head than some of the other beers that we had. Mm-hmm. so a little foamier. Um, and that the, it, it had a stronger flavor at the front. And a strong flavor. And, and yeah. also I, the smell too, you kind of, you, you got yeah. that right at the front, but then it had a really good clean finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it reminded me of some Pilsner beers that I've had in the past. And, and right. it's, I'm not a, a Pilsner not necessarily a style that I want to have, have all the time, but I thought in this genre of beers, they nailed it. I thought this is, this is a good, clean example of a Pilsner beer. Right. And I gave it a three and a half. Um, yeah, I
0: ended up giving it a three and a half as well. Like I said, I mean, the, the smell I, I think was more akin to like what I would call a stinky cheese smell. It wasn't a, yeah. a, you know, bad smell that was off putting at all. Um, and I thought it was a very drinkable beer, you know, I, uh, for those who, who are interested, a Pilsner is a type of pale lager. So it's, it's, um, you know, uh, lager or, or it's, um, brewed with the lager type yeast. And so, um, you know, it's um, uh, going to be, and it's a German style. It's going to be, um, you know, the lager yeasts have a very distinct flavor to them that's a little different than some of the ales, and it usually isn't quite as much of a bitterness to it. Um, uh, you know, I I, I guess you could go hop, hop your lager up more and make it more bitter if you wanted to. But all in all, it was, uh, uh, I thought, a very drinkable beer. Um, like I said, just I was just a little
1: puzzled because the smell to me was a little... Strange yeah. on the nose to begin with,
0: but so. But so Todd,
1: I, I want to share a thought with you. Our our family history, uh, our parents come from North Central Kansas in an mm-hmm. area where there's lots of German and Czech communities, mm-hmm. and our mom grew up with uh, certain uh, foods that were made, and I can imagine having this particular beer, beer this Czech please beer, mm-hmm. with a Bureaux and a, which is like a yeah. a spicy uh, meat and potato yeah. kind of combination, like a it's... hand meat cake
0: think yes. uh, hot pocket made with um with uh, uh ground meat and um cabbage onions you know and cab- onions and cabbage yeah very very germanic kind of way of of, of doing a hot
1: pocket right yes um, and and and, and mm-hmm. kind of some interesting spices and then to have that that it kind of yeah. like a sourdough uh yeah red too
0: yeah no you're right i think that this would fit right in with that and probably taste great if you um you, know, if you look at the wikipedia page for pilsners they talk about it uh coming from the bohemian city of Pilsen. or pilzen uh where go. it was first produced in 1842 by bavarian brewer joseph Joseph uh, josef grohl uh and they said it was the world's first pale lager the world's original pilsner the the original pilsner Urquell, is still produced there today so interesting yeah um but anyway it's it's uh yeah, I mean like I said, the, the just
1: it was surprising but not off putting and I gave it a three point five. It was a good drink. Good yeah, drink. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one we had was their gas lamp IPA, and I think this is one of their big sellers. I see a lot of people kind of you know. Yeah, I think this is a go to the gas you lamp. Know,
0: Kind of a mid amber color too, a little darker than the check please yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little more so th-
1: deep golden. I thought this one was interesting. It kind of had a soft IPA nose, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, this, this the smell didn't hit you, but I felt like it it did have a really nice strong flavor on the front end. You know, mm-hmm. I call it that that bite. You know, that you get. Um, but yeah. then with a really clean finish, I I liked the carbonation on this one. Mm-hmm. I thought that in the IPA family, this was right. a really good one. Um, uh, three and a half for me, maybe a four. You know, depending on on. <laughs> yeah yeah three and a half maybe a four it's yeah it's, it's a pretty solid beer yeah now
0: this one does have a seven abv so again a little bit more alcohol i gave this one a four all the way through um you know i thought it was a really good mouth feel and had a nice finish on it nice AP, ipa that wasn't over the top um i will say you know as a whole the skyland beers seemed to have a little less variation in carbonation than some places. So they were all yeah. sort of in the same wheelhouse, um, you know, and it fit pretty well. I mean, I, I'm not complaining. There are times when I think that certain beers, you know, using a real fine pinpoint or a little bit less carbonation and, and more carbonation than others works. But there wasn't anything here that when I when I drank it went, oh, the carbonation seems weird. You know, yeah, it seemed to work with everything. Um, yeah. and, and I see why this is a big seller for them because, uh, if you like IPAs, this is a good one. It's, it's really well balanced and has a nice, um, you know, overall, uh, finish to it. Uh, yeah, I was, I was impressed.
1: I, I was too. And sometimes yeah. for me, the IPAs, they, they, because of the, and I'll call it the IPA stink that, that, yeah. that strong, powerful odor at the front end kind of turns me off. And this one yeah. did not, it had a really kind of gentle flavor or scent, and then you got a really good flavor that then finished wrong and I was just like okay IPA, this is the stinky cheese of beers <laughs> it was a good representation I, I was very pleased yeah very pleased. no I agree I think uh
0: for you know for its style this is a well done beer and uh, and you know just a wholly drinkable I mean I you know a four for me is is a a beer that like you know you would go to a place to have that and yep. this is this is on that list um so next up a chocolate porter. This is an AVB of 6.8 and an IBU of 20. Now, notice most of their IBUs on all of the, all of these are between 20 and 30. They don't have anything that's really, really on the bitter end. No. Um, uh, so even their their IPAs are, are you know kind of controlled, moderate on the bitter IBU scale. Um, so anyway, this chocolate porter to me had a, a uh, clearly a chocolate. Um, and maybe a little bit of a vanilla finish there. There was, there was something in addition to the chocolate at the front end that I couldn't quite put my finger on. And then a little bit of a roasted slash burnt smell, um, as I was first drinking it. And the thing that I noticed more than anything else is that it had a kind of uh, a sweetness to it right at the front end. And I don't know whether that was from the chocolate or from, you know, just the, the, the process, but it, um, uh, that there was a sweetness that i didn't think was all that great you know it didn't appeal to me but some people might really like that but i thought it had a pretty clean finish i didn't feel like there was that that over toasted flavor like lingering in my mouth as i finished
1: each each taste i really like this one todd mm-hmm. i thought they did a great job um i got a really nice chocolate scent from it mm-hmm. um th- th- it had a, a decent head uh, on the beer um although it dissipated fairly quickly once you started drinking uh, it, it, tasted like a sweet, rich dessert beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's not something that I would, because of the sweetness, it's not something I would maybe want to have a full pint of. Um, but mm-hmm. it, it, maybe it's a small beer afterwards, a little after drink after you're done with your dessert. Ah, but they don't sell it in anything but six. No, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, but, but I know what you mean. But, but, but I thought they did a really good job with it. I mean, I thought this was yeah. a, a really clean, nice beer. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 3 a overall,
0: so I didn't knock it at all. I mean, I, to okay. me it was a a solid beer. It just the the sweet to me, and maybe it was just because of the uh, you know, the order of beers again, you know, having just yeah. had the the uh the gas lamp IPA prior to this that the sweetness was just I don't know. It, uh, a 3. I mean, to me again, a 3 is a really good solid beer. There's nothing wrong with this beer. There's no like um uh, you know, structural tastes that 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 are offputting in any way, shape, or form. It was it was just, um, you know, I, that's where I was at. I was a three with that. Yeah. So, and you were a four. I, I
1: gave them. I gave them a four. And mm-hmm. you know, it's funny as I look at my scores as we went through the evening. It's like they're progressively sort of getting better and better. And yeah. My last, the last two here, are both really solid fours. Yeah. And like, more
0: and more beer. Well, I agree with right? you on the on the last one. Yeah. Um, the The last one was a Mister Brownstone. This is a uh, 5.6 ABV and a um, IBU of 25. Mr. Brownstone is a brown porter, uh, and they describe it as a malty, easy-drinking brown ale, and I think that kind of nails it. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, there wasn't an overpowering smell. You know, there wasn't a a, a, a real big, strong nose to it, but uh, dark with a mild finish and a kind of cocoa of that of that you know the roasting that was just in there and yeah um yeah just a really clean and in fact it's it's been one that i've had there several times and i've gone back to it's it's a four for me all day long uh maybe even a four and a half that's a really good beer
1: i i really enjoyed it um it was a kind of a mild nutty sort of coffee scent you Mm -hmm. know that just was that just was nice very warm sort of Comforting smell mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it was, had a little more head on it, a little more you know, foaminess, mm-hmm. uh, very full bodied and very flavorful throughout yeah, Very and, rich beer yeah, but it was a, still at the same time, it was kind of a mellow, easy drinker. i didn't feel like mm-hmm. it was this heavy beer that, that you know, I, I felt like I could have I could drink yeah. a lot of this and be fine like it was on a just cool easy, evening it was,
0: it, was, it was you know something that sort of felt substantial yep. without, without being like overpowering. Yeah. You know, because it was and, so drinkable.
1: And and so, you know, we stuck around and had one more beer yeah. at the end of the night, and this was the one I went back for. Yeah. That <laughs> I, was I your, this, this
0: was your pint at the end of the night as we sat down yeah. and listened to Shorebreak for a while and go through go through their sets. Um I uh had the um uh the glory days California Common with my meal and was very impressed with that, so I had that as my pint at the end of the day as well. Um, it was the one that I had first in the tasting and I really liked it. And so that's what I went back to and yeah. uh, didn't regret it. I really liked that beer. And so, um, you know, that was my, my go back. And, you know, I, I had scored that for up front and, and, you know, I stand by that. That was a, a really good beer to me. That was, um, you know, being a dark lager, it's, it's kind of like an Oktoberfest beer. And yeah. again, another nice beer for me on a, on a, you know kind of cool evening to sit out there by the way uh when we moved to the patio to watch the band they also had available some like um like patio type chairs that had a mesh seat and back that were really comfortable and right. so you know we had our our jacket and sweatshirt so we could sit out there in the cool in a comfortable chair and watch the show and i think even the 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 musicians they had um uh some jackets and stuff as they started wearing, except for the drummer who who you know, if you've ever watched a drummer working, he was warm. He, and so he
1: was—he's sweating bullets. He was yeah, working hard.
0: Yeah, it's not like the Chili Peppers quite, where he's wearing a sock and that's all. But uh, but yeah, he was he was sweating up a storm and working hard, uh, keeping time and 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 doing some nice fills. So it was really really nice evening and good entertainment, good beer, good food. Um, so so yeah.
1: they they um, have an event coming up, and I know we wanted do. to hype yeah. that for just a little bit. Um, Yeah, it's on November thirteenth, and it's going to be their seven-year anniversary. And and one of the things that struck us was that their their choices of beers on their menu uh, this time seemed like they were a little light. We'd been there before, and they had a lot more options. Yeah, so I went over and asked, asked, "What's going on?" (laughs) Yeah, what did they say, Todd?
0: Well, you know, because if in fact even if you go to their website, they have their beers numbered. And usually, I think they've got like 16 taps, and usually they've got something on every tap. So we come in, and they've got one, two, three, four, no 5. They've got 6, no 7. They've got 8, no 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, or 14. And then they've got 15 and 16. I was like, what's going on? You know? And they said, well, part of it is that they want to make sure that they have a, a full uh, capacity for their anniversary weekend. Part of it also is... They're doing a couple special brews, and these are things yeah. that are not normally on the menu. They're they're special things for the anniversary, and so uh, yeah, they're again it's November thirteenth, and uh, Skyland is celebrating their seventh anniversary. It's eighteen sixty nine Pomona Road, Suite E and F, and Corona, and so uh, you know if you like if you like some good beer, and they've got some really good beers, um, come out and celebrate with them on the thirteenth. We're going to be there at some point during the day. We're not going to say exactly when.
1: I'm sure I'm sure they're going to have Good entertainment They're going to have Good oh, food yeah. options These guys really seem to know The whole business So yeah, they're not they just get the Giving whole you the package. beer Absolutely You're going to get Yeah Good yeah. stuff all around
0: Yeah Good food And like you said It'll be really good entertainment um, You know We enjoyed uh, uh, The the kids that were up there uh, Shore break Shore break And they were They were awesome um, But we've we've been there When they've had other bands in That were all Pretty good as well And we've enjoyed them Yeah um, and so uh, yeah you know they're going to have the whole package there and we you know we really want to support our our local breweries in the Indian the empire and hope that they all continue to prosper
1: and and create uh you know great drinks for everybody and uh yeah. so well, and skyland me. skyland ale works you know across the parking lot from storytellers mm-hmm. two really good uh, breweries right there that sort of mm-hmm. got that that synergy going uh you know we we did uh storytellers last week uh skyland this week uh, can't say enough about both of them. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 a it's a really nice experience, and you can kind of bounce back and forth between the two, or mm-hmm. designate you know one yeah. night for this well, one and one night for this one. And if you find
0: that one has something you like, you can go there. But I would just recommend. Go ahead, John. You know, I'm sorry. St- Checking them both. out. I, I think we're okay. We, did we talk over each other? No. I was just going to say we want to check both of them out, um, and and very often too they'll have uh, one will have one food, one will have the other. So you know if one has a vendor in there that's not something you want to eat, then uh, go try the other guy. And they're both you know open to you getting food at either place and bringing it back and sitting down and enjoying the place. Uh, they they they're very complimentary of each other. So they anyway, really we are. hope you we hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Check out our sister podcasts, Two Minute Tech and Generation Tech. They're all brought to you by the Shack Outback Studios. I'm
1: Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe to our Two for Brew podcast. And if you like what you hear, give us a five star rating. <laughs>
0: That's how I like my dear. Here with you, that makes it too for brew. Two for brew, that's how I like my dear. Here with you, that makes it too for brew.